you've made it to the Lost in Translation podcast. Good chance you were looking for something else, but you've landed here. Three Jesus-loving men who are bringing more heat than this trumpet line. Pre-recorded live from Whitehorse Studios on the Gold Coast, it's now time to get comfortable and possibly offended with Brody, Scott and Dan. Well, yep. welcome. Thank you for returning. I've got to say, I'm loving the feedback. Oh, feedback's going off. Love the Mate. positive. Fe- I don't read the negative feedback. <laughs> I love the positive feedback. Yeah. It's been great. Yeah, got a cracker this morning. Yeah, very yeah. good. I think it's good to. Um, Men, for me, the, it never feels like that when you're just having a conversation. Exactly. Yeah. And when you hear other people share what they felt in that moment or how it spoke to them, it's cool. Oh, it's good. That's what it's all about. Keeps you coming yeah. back for episode. 18, I think we are, maybe. 18 or 19. Closing on 20. Smoking it. About to monetize this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Come on. That's the goal. We're about to crack the algorithm. Uh, let's, straight, uh, let's rip straight in. Great topic today. I, don't know, I can't believe we haven't spoken about this before. I'm sure we've touched on these <laughs> areas yep. uh, in multiple discussions. But we're going to talk about unity. Um, what a beautiful thing. I think um, if I could take a little guess, I reckon... Dan's got a scripture. Oh, what? I reckon Dan's got a scripture. <laughs> to start. Is it is it unity commands a blessing? Is that what you're saying? Is it? I don't know why you're laughing. It's a great that, scripture. That, that is a great scripture. Yeah, yeah well, the Acts 1, 2. 100%. Talks about multiple times about them Are you prepped? Are you ready to go? If I, if I switch over to you? <laughs> Mate, I'm... You're not I, quite. I was born ready okay, to go. Okay, let's go. Um, no, well, well, do you want me to read the scripture? Go mean? for it. Yeah, go for it. Oh, I've got to find it. I'm not that ready. Acts, okay. um, Read from the Bible. I don't know. Well, yeah, while you're finding your Acts 1, <laughs> we're going to talk about unity today. I think we're going to talk about unity, obviously, within the church. That's what we sort of lean on. Uh, you know, locally, across the globe, our country, all those things. Uh, a few things we'll touch on is probably, hey, are we achieving it? What are we doing to actually try and chase unity uh, on a micro and macro level? And I reckon you're almost close to yeah. Acts 1. Rip in. Oh, Pastor Dan, everybody here, am I right? 20, what a throw. 20 <laughs> years in ministry. Look at that. Pouring it out. He's out got meetings the, either side of this. <laughs> straight out of the vault. No, in Acts 1, it, you know, the upper prayer, upper room prayer mm. meeting. Just talks about how the disciples were there and, you know, there was others amongst them as well. And talked about how they were together in one accord. Mm. And in prayer, in supplication, and so, if you think about the church, Acts one clearly gives us a a model, and one of the foundations of the church, I think, is unity. Mm. Not, I think, actually, I'd go as far as to say, I know it yeah. probably sounds arrogant, but it's very clear in black and white. And so, unity is one of those things that is a. I think it's an imperative critical fundamental thing to our faith to the kingdom of god to building the church but it's also really really difficult Mm. to outwork and to see it flow to the degree that it did back in the day when church was found in the book of acts because it's interesting to me they they did (coughs) if you read acts one they did the book. Oh, sorry, you read the Gospels. You see how the disciples and the apostles they actually did bicker a bit. Mm-hmm. There was there was tension between them. Oh, who's on the right? Who's on the left? And there was jostling for position. And you can when you read it, you can. It's not as clear as saying that, but you can see the they're brothers. Yeah. And so there's there's tension. But when Christ is um, crucified, then he comes back and 
sees them and they see him resurrected now, yeah. something has changed because now they're they're together. And I think that's something that has changed is firstly they've seen Christ resurrected, but also he's ascended. Mm. He's gone. Mm. So now the boys are like, man, this is actually this what is he real. said would happen. <laughs> yeah. it, the, it's it's about to go down. And mm. so they they do function with a high level of agreement and unity. And But it's a hard thing to, to uh, I think, outwork. Mm. Very challenging, but necessary. Scotty, opening thoughts. If we, if we start by just talking about maybe unity within... The local church, so your particular church. I'm not talking about church to church. Yeah, unity within the four walls of a church. Yeah, I mean the they were all of one accord. What was the what what, what accord were they around? What were they <coughs> what were they uh, huddling around? That that would be my question because I think that I think that gets lost. So if we if we talk about unity within a church, got to be around got to be around Christ. Mm. Yep, around Christ and got to yeah, got to really. Um, graphs the concept of um, the church uh, as a body taking ground, mm. taking ground, and what I mean by that is not not necessarily geographical, but through relationships, families, marriages, take like actually advancing the kingdom. Yeah, that's I mean unity around that or around those two things. I yeah, I think many other things come come between that. Unfortunately. Mm. Um, and you know, you talk about New Testament. You, you, there's many uh, disputes, arguments, because hmm. because I, I don't think unity means we have we agree 100 percent on our theology. No, I agree. And we separate a lot around that. Hmm. Yeah, unity is not conformity. Yeah. No. And uh, I think there are there are fundamental theological. Um, what do I? Yeah, foundations. Can, yeah, that yeah. we need to hold to. Absolutely. But there are a lot of secondary things that, man, we can still be unified, mm. but we may not agree on X, Y, Z, but mm. we have the, fu- the the fundamentals there. We have the critical parts of the gospel. Um, but unity, I definitely, I, I hate the thought of conformity. Yeah. In unity. That's dangerous ground, conformity. It is. Yeah. U- unity, I think, demands yeah. diversity. Well, I think I think when when often not all the time, but when people are speaking about unity, they want they want conformity. Yeah, yeah. So if you think back to say early church, like you said before, they were all uh, in one accord. It was about the message. It was about the gospel. It was about the message of Je- it was so fresh on what mm. was happening right then in their lives. Two thousand and plus years later, um, we're not so much unified around that because if we were, we've touched on this before around branding. And around uh, my church, your church, big big church, mm. small church, that sort of stuff. Um, if the message is always Jesus, I feel like unity would be much easier to grasp. If I we're agree. talking now on a macro level, before we go into that, so what is it maybe within um, within your own experience the last twenty years, say Dan, local church? Yeah, within your local church, wh- what is it that can sometimes um, cause disunity within one church? My own, I, I think at a. At this would be v- vast. Across yeah, the yeah. Side, but yeah. I think at a real core level, there's there's me. Mm. I, I I at the end of the day, I place me at the center of it. Yeah. So, it, I think in the local church, the reason it's so hard is because we are from very diverse. You throw two, three, four, five hundred people together in in a community, 
it, there's people have been brought up a different way. The the way they're disciplined's different. The way they're told about money is different. Um, their life experiences are different, and so you put a bunch of people together from different contexts, different cultures, different backgrounds, and it's going to cause some friction mm. because at the end of the day, I don't like you. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that that can happen. Talking to Scott. Yeah, yeah. yeah was, right. You're looking at me. I was like, <laughs> it can't be me. Surely, <laughs> definitely, you, mate. I. <laughs> Don't like you too. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what's going into him. I'm a lovable what's guy. What have gotten into him? <laughs> but um, you know, you, you know what I mean by that. Yeah. Like, like there's well, you, there's people. Yeah, there's people there. Yeah. So the reason it gets hard is because then I, my own selfish, maybe ambition, desires. Mm. It, it's a mixture of this pride that comes into this. Are you talking about yourself as leadership or yourself as just being in the be, church? Just being in the church. Yeah. So yeah. I can be. You know, I could be at, at odds with you mm. both because, you know, just sim- just simply I don't like how you do your thing. Yeah. So be, be, that can come out of my own pride, mm. my own insecurity, my own selfish desires and this flesh gets in, involved in our outworking of the church. So it, it is very challenging. It's, it sounds easy. Unity sounds so oh, man. good. Man, it unity, does. God yeah. commands a blessing, but man, it is difficult to wrestle out. It takes maturity. Yeah. I feel like it takes maturity. It is maturity, and, yeah. Um, yeah. And really knowing, like having your identity in Christ and like what you're just saying then about you know, disunity can be caused because I don't like the way you do something. Um, whereas maturity can probably, can allow you to see past that. Yeah. You've got to be and intentional about it. Yeah. Right? And know yeah. how, yeah. Um, because I think it's human nature to be trialable. It is actually. Yeah. And that is like you don't see that intensified at any other time than now. Mm. I think like our current political climate, um, what's happening in the West, we we have a natural bent to want to huddle around the people that look and think and act like us. And I, I've always loved that about the church is that there's – and I have thought about this, you know, now and again over the time that this person here that I'm in community with – if I wasn't a Christian, I probably wouldn't have this relationship hmm. because there's probably a lot outside of Christ, which is the main thing that we disagree on or we're just different people. Yep. And that's that goes from generations to different class, like, uh, races, etc. So I've, I've always really like... Um, I've always really tra- cherished that part of when it's done well. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. fr- I think what's frustrating on that is the flip side of that you can have relationships with people and the only reason they're strained is because of a, yeah. dis- a church because of a church <laughs> issue which is the which is very strange you know what I mean yeah. yeah you think about all the different areas of your life you are you've probably got really sweet relationships across a couple of decades none of them have anything to do with church and then you can have a relationship that's been um, birthed out of a vision or a church and then it's strained because of mm. a disagreement within church that is a really hard one to fix and navigate um, I'll, I'll rattle up a couple of things here so you guys can sort of get the wheels going on the brain and touch on these. A couple of things that I that I just you know, jogged down earlier as I was preparing for the last six hours. Woo. Now, a couple of things that might create disunity. Now, obviously, within oh. church context, right? And as I'm saying them, what have you got? Okay, okay. Have I stole I'm, your work? No, no, I'm all over it. I mean, you're all over okay. it. Okay. So disunity, a couple of things. Maybe desires. This could be leadership, people within it, whatever it is. Desires, money. Uh, church identity instead of Christ identity, uh, competition within local churches or within people within the one church, mm-hmm. disagreements over theolog- uh, theological issues, people itself, leadership, uh, 
media appearance, the way you appear on platforms and branding, the age yep. of branding. Mm. Scott, let's uh, start with desires and money. Desires and money. Everything you rattled off there just to me is when you're taking your focus off Christ. Now, mm. It sounds easy to say. We all mm. do Which it. is, that, that is the case. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it sounds easy to say, keep your focus on Christ, but we don't. Like we're, <coughs> we're humans, think, you know, we have desires and wants and it's that, that, that kind of daily struggle of mm. I'm going to crucify my desire to be um, acclaimed, loved, mm. etc., to follow Christ. I'm going to crucify my desire to have everyone agree with what I say for, for unity. Mm. Um, yeah, the desires thing. Uh, you're talking about desires within like personal, ministry? personal ambition. Yeah, building your thing, um, which I think if no one had ambition, then nothing would get done. So that's and the yeah. hard balance. If it you didn't have someone's like, "Hey, I want to build this church. I'm going to build this ministry. I'm going to do this for the community. Whatever." If you didn't have anyone driven, nothing unfortunately, happened, yeah. we'd, we'd have no impact in yeah. the community. So it's it is. It's not like you can't be driven. Um, but somewhere along the lines there, that flesh comes in and, yeah. and you see people go through their seasons where it's about them and then they, in their 40s, they, they work it out and they mm. dial back a bit. Yep. Oh, just <coughs> I wrote down here, you, I think unity is most opposed, I mentioned already, by pride and self-interest, mm. which is definitely not Christ-focused. Mm. Um, yeah, I wrote it here, unity is maintained, I believe, by humility, gentleness, patience and enduring love. Yeah, that's good. Which, if you read Ephesians four, verse two, you'll find these things there. And mm. but if you think about those words, gentleness, patience, enduring love. Yeah, well, even the, even yeah. the word enduring. Yeah, enduring. It's, it uses those words too. Yeah. Enduring love, um, unity. Yeah, because of my pride and my own self interest, um, I'll fight. I fight for. I'll fight for that, mm. which is not a good thing. And that's where I think it breaks down in in a, in a local church context, and but having I guess there is a balance to it as well. It's not when no one here is saying become a mat, everyone yeah. just walks over you. Yeah, no worries, just treat me like a mm. piece of whatever. Just pray on the way past. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but I don't think to be honest with you, I don't think that's what's happening. No, at, at large in the church, people aren't around purposefully mistreating you or me there's no people out there's it probably are but the vast majority of people christians are god-fearing i think they mm. love jesus they love you know god and and they're not out to get you or me mm. so i don't think we can lean on that and go oh you know nobody just don't be treated like a yeah you know a, a mat that everyone walks on so i don't think that's actually the issue i think it's more the pride and the self-interest and i take my eyes off the prize say it again mate. say it again say it again i don't know i'm overwhelmed by my own line guys <laughs> the weight is heavy in here <laughs> Take the eyes off the prize. That'll preach, people. That'll preach. Um, but yeah, you know, we take the eyes off the main thing, mm. and uh, and then I start to, you know, look at my own self interest and my own pride and arrogance gets the better of me, and then, you know, I make decisions accordingly. Mm. But unity requires me to remember the the goal here. And the that main is thing. The, the main that thing. is to glorify Christ, yeah. and I think the glorification of Jesus actually happens. In amongst the community, when there is opposition to unity, but we wrestle through it and wrestle it out, mm. I think that brings a lot of glory to God. Um, I just think, like you know, look, 
I think we said it before. Look at the disciples that Jesus had. He had a tax collector. <laughs> they were the most despised in the Jewish community. Mongrels. He had a zealot. So, you know, like essentially the same as a political terrorist. And then he had fishermen. He had a businessman. So he's modeled it for us. <laughs> he's bringing these very diverse set of people together who, it's clear in the scripture, they had different. Like theologically, they had very different yeah. ideas of why what he was doing and why yeah. he came. That's quite true. Grasped it until you say, like, you know, he's ascended, and it's like, oh, it's finally starting to drop. The pain's yeah. starting to drop. And then through all the gospels, um, you know, through the New Testament letters, Paul's often speaking to disunity in, yeah. in the church. And hmm. well, even that idea of like diversity, you said there was such a diverse group of the disciples, I've always thought that Jesus models that by, it's almost like him saying, um, it's not what, your diversity is not what brings you together. Mm. It's it's him that brings. Definitely. So kind of diversity is non-existent because you're unified by him. Yep. But when you focus on we're so diverse and we're so multicultural, whatever it is, you're actually labelling that instead of saying, oh, we're unified because of Jesus. Who cares what, um, like what your background is or... Uh, what your desires are, if you like a big church, if you want it, whatever it is. Yeah. It's kind of irrelevant. Who cares um, if the choir wears pink socks with matter. green polka dots? Yep. Yeah. Doesn't really matter. As long as you can be unified around yep. Christ. So let's let's maybe touch on um, a bit more macro level. Why are we, because we are, I'll just say it, why are we doing such a poor job of being unified across churches? That <laughs> could be nationally, globally. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, just, the church. Yeah. I, I I think it's the same thing that rolls out from a local context to, Agreed. you know, across a city or, mm. you know, a, a nation. As a pastor, I can be threatened by, you know, Tom, Dick and Harry out there, mm. which is my insecurity or it, it's a pride thing. And so that will keep me from connecting with, um, you know, you know, say Scott's pastoring a church, and but it will keep me from connecting with him. How many mm-hmm. people is his church going? Yeah, because yeah, how big yeah. is it? It's big in spirit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see what yes, I did there. Yeah, you did. It was very, very good. I, that was a little trap. I just walked Brody into there. I was like, how big is it? <laughs> I was waiting for you to say nine hundred. Like, oh, I got twelve hundred seat or two of them. So whatever, whatever. <laughs> but I, I honestly really believe that. I really mm. believe that it happens so much because there is a lot of territorial attitudes that that pastors have and and there's a lot of there is a comp the, there is i think an unspoken competition that's happening and a comparison that's happening and uh, again i don't think anybody is has that evil. always been around uh, you I, think like well, i feel like yes but i'm look as long as you've always known yeah yeah, yeah. and that, i say that cautiously because it's only been 23 years people have been around longer no say, yeah I just mean has it always been a thing and has it changed from city to city uh, let's talk Australia is is Gold Coast I'm Gold not saying Co- Gold Coast is compared I'm just saying no, I think it, it is in a way but I've is it Morecambe I've been here nine years yeah so maybe it's oh, it's probably enough time maybe of course I'm not sure um, I think the Gold Coast is quite unique where yeah, it's very territorial. It's getting a lot better, though. I need to say that if mm. anyone's listening from That's the Gold good. Coast, it is massively improving um, based on you know the last three years of pastors getting together and actually connecting, and but not just in a little retreat, but you know, there's actually been a, a real yeah, intentional a push, hey, for that, yeah, year, which is great. But it is pretty, pretty horrible. Can be horrible in a place like the Gold Coast. Um, That's interesting to hear. I would have thought it would be kind of across the board, but. 
Yeah, I think some places. I, well, I don't really. I could. I have heard speak. it from people. I've yeah. heard people yeah. who come from Sydney say, "Man, Gold Coast is weird." Like. Why, why are churches competing? They, they have compared it to, say, Sydney, and it has been more yeah. prominent here. Yeah. Yeah, well. yeah. Mm. So I think that's why it happens. Flesh. At the end of the day, yeah. our flesh gets in the way. Mm. Um, yeah. It's, it, there's, no be- there's no really hiding from that fact that our flesh gets the better of us. And so, um, Practically. Yeah. Practically. Besides, obviously, there is a push that's on the Gold Coast. It seems to be working. Things yeah. are improving. Practically for leaders, pastors, because at the end of the day, um, the culture is set at the top. So yep. if if um, mm. what can leaders and pastors be doing on a mac on a, this macro level yeah. to change it? Uh, um, distance. This is going to get. This is going to get. No, no. Let me finish. It's going to yeah. get good, fellas. Okay. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I've stolen this line from somebody, but don't quote him. Don't quote him. But it's actually mine. <laughs> No, um, distance creates distortion. Okay. So if you think about it naturally, if if I'm uh, standing on a street and I look across, you know, 100 metres, I might be able to see a sign, but it's blurry. Mm. The closer I get to that sign, the more clarity that comes. If you translate that into relationships, if there's a lot of distance, there's always a lot of distortion. You see this in marriage, mm. you know, in raising children. Um, if there's distance there, distortion always comes with that distance. The only way to get rid of distortion is close the distance, mm. which means I have to make an effort to go across the the road mm. and, and engage. Jump the fence. Eh? Jump the fence, and I have to engage. That that will I think I think that does bring a, a clarity comes um, even even in our you know our little world here. Mm. The distance in this relationship's closing over time, mm. yeah. and and that closing of distance creates a real clarity. And you know, like the time I've got to know Scott, I'm like, man, what an incredible man of God! Like, man, what mm. an amazing father! What an amazing oh, you. husband! You know, like, mate, gee whiz! You know, I'm just gonna keep going. Well, let's not talk about Brody Scott. Let's just <laughs> cut him out of the equation. <laughs> Anyway, so we've just landed. And, uh, no, but it's true though with you. No, yeah, it's true. The more I've got to know you, the yeah. more I understand your heart. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the more true. I understand how you think, how yeah. you see, and you could say something that may be off tap, but I know the heart. Mm. So I'm all good with it. Mm. I can get past that because mm. the distance has been closed. But when there's that distance, man, it's, it's just distorted. And then I'm left to my own devices to now concoct in my own brain what you really think and what mm. you meant by what you said and then I'm like oh that guy's an arrogant muppet he's a <laughs> blah 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 it's because there's a lot of distance yeah, I've, all, I've so honestly true. always found when I've closed the distance on a relationship I've, I've <laughs> man it's been really different and mm. I've had to repent and mm. change my like God, oh, man I'm sorry you know mm. so the more I think that happens in the church <laughs> the better but that's hard that's so true it's like when you don't see someone for a while yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, this person, mate, they're an idiot. Oh, yeah, oh, so and then you bump into them, you're like, hey. <laughs> 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 then you go home, guess who I saw? Hey, he's such no, a no, good guy. <laughs> he's such a good guy. Don't talk about that about him. And two, mu- two months later, like, oh, that bloke. Oh, right. Then you bump into him again. Oh. <laughs> but it's I, true, though. Yeah, but I can very, get very, very true. I can get very judgmental when yeah. there's a lot of distance. Do you remember yeah. that? They had a show on ABC uh, for a while, and they, and they would put two people from like opposite ends of the spectrum together. Oh. And do, have, do you know what I'm talking no, about? I, I think I know. Similar sort of concept. And every time, yeah. they, they wouldn't necessarily uh, change their beliefs, but it's it's human nature. Once you get around someone, you start to see the humanity in them. Yeah. Mm. When you're in proximity, like yep. you're saying, you're like, 
Okay, there are things we do agree on. There's things we don't. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a powerful thing, I think, you know. So I hate, I, ha- I actually don't like distance. In, and obviously there is distance in relationships all the time in the church and there needs to be because you can't you mm. can't be close to everybody. Yeah. But when there's people in your arena um, or in your orbit of life, yeah, I've got to I have to work on that. Let's think about that. Tie that back into the disciples of Christ and how they were obviously in proximity, yeah. eating together, wow. mm. doing so much together. You wonder the conver- conversations wow. where the tax collector or the zealots like trying to Push his, you know, around a fire. I'm just, I'm just telling a story mm. or whatever, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> embellishing here around a fire, and he's like pushing his theology, and you know, Christ is just yeah. sitting there listening. It's true. It's gonna be cool. <laughs> Matthew's kind of like, well, I mean, just to be clear, you still actually own yeah. me. <laughs> so I'm going to go the other side. <laughs> I'm watching what you're buying. Yeah, that's it. Oh, okay. Um, what was the other thing? Okay, so let's talk about. Oh, I love this idea. Branding. I love the branding topic because there is no. I haven't got an answer to it, but I I really do feel that this idea of branding and say church identity. I don't know, man. The more I think about, I don't know if branding so much is just the worst thing ever for a church to have their own brand. But I feel like if the culture from the top down is saying that our identity is the only identity, that it's it creates a lot of um, say competition. Yeah. And then, um, and then that breeds disunity between other things. So is there a happy medium around the brand? We, we live in a world where everything's branded. I feel like it's easy to say, but we should have one identity. That's mm. around Christ. But every community is going to have its own flavour. Yeah, its own flavour. True. So just don't elevate that above what the main mm. um, I don't identity think, I don't is. think you're always going to have different flavours based on Oh, the leadership, 100%. so that's irrelevant. Yeah. Like the leadership, culture, demographic, where you are, how much money you've got, uh, the community you're in. That's always going to that's going to that determine your flavour. Yeah. Um, and we had a conversation with a lady the other day, Dan and I, <coughs> I and she on. asked us. I wasn't there. She, no, you weren't. We were <laughs> just doing promotional stuff. And <laughs> no, I'm sure we sent you the. Um <laughs> and she asked this question. She wasn't a Christian, but she was just asking questions about the church and stuff. And one of the questions she asked was, "How does someone go about?" reaching out to the local church. And, you know, Dan just started talking to her and, and, you know, ministering and whatever he was doing. And I was just stuck on that question in my head. I was going, and it's so sad that people have to, like, ask that. Like, how do you go about, I don't feel like maybe 100 years ago you could just walk in and say, hey, I'm, mm. I'm hurting or I'm abused or I'm broke or I'm homeless. And now it feels like, oh, where do I start? Are they all the same? Yeah. How do I even go about reaching out? And I reckon that Good point. is, uh, I don't know, but I just, that's got to do with, you. if we all looked the same as in we all had the same message, whereas I feel like we have different messages. Yeah, and maybe the, the same um, atmosphere. I don't know. I'm thinking out loud here, but if, if it's an atmosphere of, if it's a atmosphere of, hey, Christ is at the centre here, again, easy to talk about. Mm. Um, rather than we've got this amazing look on Instagram. Like, would that lady mm. walk in? She There would be some places she would not walk into because you're going to yeah. feel totally like, oh, well, I'm not good enough for this. Mm. I don't look good enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you wouldn't know where to start. Like, you wouldn't yeah. know where to start. Can you not come in the front door? We've got the back door for other people. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's roll it with Dan. Dan, you solve the world's problems. <laughs> How do we... <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about the branding thing? Yeah, have I, you got I, thoughts on branding? Uh, not really. Uh, 
I kind of um, I'm not a branding guy, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. I've yeah. just never been. Big that is on your brand. <laughs> no frills. <laughs> no frills, Dan. No, it's actually so subversive. <laughs> Cheap and nasty, Dan. <laughs> It's so subversive, it's the brand that you can't see. <laughs> yeah. I've just been subliminal, but anyway. No, I, I've never been a big on brands because um, I, 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 to be honest with you, I don't, f- I get what brands are and I get marketing and understand, I guess, the goal that it mm. can accomplish or the, the job it can accomplish, but I don't fully understand it inside the church as in how it how it does create disunity actually mm. um and how it can bring unity or not um yeah branding is I, I don't know is it necessary maybe is it is it a good thing could be is it a bad thing i don't know i'm not the as i mentioned i'm not big on the <laughs> as you mm. can tell because i'm kind of fumbling around here but um yeah i i do understand a little bit what you're saying like i don't really know what i'm saying i just yeah. have this thing in my mind about so many different messages. I mean, branding might not be the right word, yeah. but it's and it's got nothing to do with the flavors or the. It's not saying that every church should look the same. It's not saying the leadership should all be the same. I think that's dangerous ground for yeah. creating a worldwide cult. But I think it should. The message should be, maybe the prominent thing all the time. That obviously it's Jesus, but you see so many churches. Um, yes, it's pretty cr- like especially in other countries. It's crazy the. Um, you will hear them talk more about the building or their things, or and you've got to go. You might have to go a couple of YouTube videos before someone says Jesus. That's just reality. So I think it becomes so much about church identity mm, yeah. as opposed to, and I think that just ties into that lady. Hey, where would I go? How do I? Which church would I go to? That's a weird question. Which church? Like, I feel like yeah. that's got a. There's something around the unity there that we're not. We're yeah. not blended together. Yeah. We're very much, there's a church here, and you see that when you leave a church and go somewhere else, I mean, y- you have left the building. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you're now that church, and yeah. it should not be like that. It's interesting, her just thinking a bit deeper about her comments really kind of shone the light on, it's it's not unified. She's confused. What's the church about? What's the, what, yeah. what's the message? It's obviously very, I mean, it's diverse, obviously. All families mm. are. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like you say, I don't know if you could ever have the one one size fits all but you would it, i feel like if if it was a clear message across all the different denominations and um, forms that the reason we exist is to follow christ mm. and to grow grow this thing 100%. out then maybe she wouldn't have had to ask that question yeah it's very yeah. true yeah interesting <laughs> maybe i'm just i'm still wrapping my brain around it all maybe branding it, it it can be unhealthy in the Western world context because it um, becomes a, a maybe more of a primary thing. Yeah, you know that's yeah. what I'm, I think. That's what it, it yeah. becomes more primary than the message. Than of the Jesus. message itself. Yeah. So becomes here's the our message of your church. Here's our logo. Here's our tagline. This is what we're known for. Here's the look and the feel of what we do. Yeah. Let's push it out there. Um, yeah. Maybe it creates a whole lot of distraction from from what really matters. Um, mm. That's a question, Scott, before you fire off. You just said then what we're known for. Now, um, the language I've heard of a few years is, you know, we might be known for raising up leaders. Um, We're a church that... worship. Worship, we plant or we do camp, whatever it is. Um, 
no, I don't have the answer. This is straight off the top of my head, but should we be known for these? Are we called to do different things? I know there's some massive churches that do those things extremely well. So there's fruit on what they're doing, Mm. but it might be confusing from the outside. Do I go somewhere that they're known for raising leaders? Do I go somewhere where they're all about worship? Do I go somewhere where all they do is they're in the spirit 24-7? Should we be known for the same thing? So if I I come back to the family thing, It's a little weird if I walk around and say, hey, I'm Scott Cook from the Cook family and we're really known for this. Mm. Whereas you start to hang around us and you might say, like, oh, I go to such and such church and the worship's like they're really, you know, they're great, mm. on, great on worship. kind of feels a bit weird when you, that's part of your branding and your marketing. We're known for blah, blah, blah. If other people are noticing that and saying that, I feel like that's probably a bit more natural and organic. Yeah, mm. we, we, we we raise leaders, or we plant campuses, or we. Um, yeah, well, the Bible mm. says that um, when we love each other, the world will know. Mm. Yeah, exactly. We're known by our love yeah. mm. for one another. Um, so if you if you just look at it's that, good point. If you That's look at that one thing point. there, if we love each other well, mm. which which l- demands unity as well. I can't love you and. You know, I can't not love you and say I'm unified. Mm. Um, I don't believe I can anyway. But if I love you and you love me and the body is, you know, expressing that love through our works, then I think the world does look at that. And, mm. and that's what he says. He says, man, they will know you by your love for one another. Mm. Yep. So, man, I think that's the best branding ever. That's the message there. Yeah, that that's is the message. message is mm. to be known as a place of um, that loves. Man, that's amazing. And I think everything we talked about there about, say, maybe leadership, worship, it, the base of it should be love. Man, yeah. We mm. wanna, we're doing this because we love. We want to serve because we love this. You know. So, yeah, it's love's a big deal, I think, when it comes to unity. Mm. Mm. It would be fair to say. I, I, I assume so. Yeah, absolutely. That last statement there, do we just wrap it up now and just... You think it? we've nailed the unity talk? <laughs> That's it, man. It's <laughs> like... The, 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 the well, <laughs> it's funny. It's, I can't believe it's taken us so long to get to the word love. <laughs> but we'll, yeah, we'll wrap it up close to the... But the idea of just... Um, but it's so, so true, man. If you can, so if you can love other beyond... if you And then so many layers to it. If you can simply love the other pastor, the other church, the person next to you... Yeah. The person who's in your role that you want that role, if you can just choose to love because you've yeah. first been loved. Because it doesn't say yeah. um, they'll know you by how slick your social media is. Mm. They'll doesn't know say, you by your worship. Yeah, they don't yeah. say they'll know you by that. The Bible doesn't say that they'll know you by your Campuses. LED screens. It mm. doesn't say they'll know you by your tech you use. I'm not against any of yeah. this stuff. I think it's all great. At the end of the day, he says, they will know you mm. when you love each other well. That's when the world goes, okay, something is going on in that place. Yeah. And if you think about all the exterior, all the aesthetics, mm. it, the world has the best of the best. Mm. I'm talking like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I know you mean. like screens, lights, smoke machines. Mm. Man, we think we're doing a, you know, whatever. Yeah. We, mate, the world has the best of the best. Yeah. I've been to a U2 concert in Sao Paulo, Bra- Sao Paulo Brazil, 80,000 people. The the LED screen was literally monstrositous. Mm. Mate, they're the best of the best. Mm. So yeah. they're going, oh my gosh, look at that church. That is unbelievable. Never seen anything like that before. Yeah. No, what I think blows them away is when. They're watching this community outwork their love. Mm, yeah, so it's like with the LED screens of worship. As l- if love is present in those environments, then mm. oh, amazing! Yeah. It's beautiful. 
I think um, maybe a question for those watching at home as we wrap this up, it'd be a, a really great um, thing to look at is how well do you and your community and you know, personalise it? How well do you love others? Um, it is a, a great bridge or the mm, bridging yeah. the gap of relationships and, and relation, healthy relationships will lead to strong unity. It's not something you get once and keep it. It's something you literally endure, you work towards all the time. So, man... Yeah, yeah, it's not just about loving within your four walls. It's actually the love yeah. outwards. They will know you. By yeah, it's not about just loving your little circle, your bubble, yeah. your row. Yeah. It's kind of it's always outward, and love without love and expectation in return. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, Jesus said the two greatest commands: mm. love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, mm. and then love your neighbor yeah. as yourself. Mm. So, yeah, I guess that's a pretty key part of unity. And I, I guess that's that part there about loving your neighbour as you love yourself. Hmm. I have to love me. Yeah. I think it's a big deal for some Christians. True. <laughs> they don't like who they are. So yeah. you're saying they actually do love their neighbours themselves because they don't... Yeah, they can't. Yeah. It's, you actually can't love your neighbour. Hmm. If you think about that at, hmm. at, at its essence, what Jesus is saying there, I can't love my neighbour, or whoever, you know what I mean, mm. my neighbour, I can't love them well if I don't love me. Yeah. Because it's that's what he says. As you love yourself, love them. Mm. So maybe there's a bit of that going on yeah, in an unhealthy good. way. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah. Mm. Closing thoughts from anybody else? So you're happy there? Boys, off, rush off to lunch. I've got some uh, some golf to play. I've oh, wow. <laughs> I've got some marriage counselling to sort out with people. But you play golf, mate. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm actually playing golf with a, with a couple who are struggling. <laughs> so. <laughs> and I'm, I'm paying for them. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm actually going to watch my boy play soccer. Uh, awesome. All righty. Thank you for uh, watching. Please share. Um, and if you enjoy the content, appreciate the feedback mm. and questions. And we'll see you next time.